One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Taylor, joined by Rachel Shackleton. Hello, hello. And Jules Gill. Hey, guys. Who has finally stopped burping into the microphone uh, so we can start recording. No need for that. Well, there is a need for that. Um, so I thought I'd gather you guys together to talk about what lovely sequels and franchises and IPs and Ting are returning in 2019. Because mm. um, there's a whole smattering of different release dates. A whole bunch of them are to be confirmed or whatever. But there are some also uh, specific ones in terms of which months they're dropping in. But I just think it's worth rounding up just how many sequels are coming. Because it's kind of ridiculous. Oh, Lordy, they're coming. They are coming. Yes. Well, it kind of makes sense from like a developer's standpoint, doesn't it? Because mm. it's a lot of money to start up a new IP. It's a huge risk. I mean, like you look at uh, Sony knocked it out of the park last year with the likes of Gears of War and Spider-Man and mm. things like that. But it is still a huge God, risk. God of War, yeah. I know. I know. I'm, yeah, I'm just saying that it like it, its comeback was treated as a kind of reboot, but very so much like sorts. a renaissance on Sony's part as well. It was yes. like, hey, by the way, you have first-party studios. How about you use them more frequently? So it's kind yeah. of like it's uh, so for people to be uh, going for sequels now kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Because well, it's, just, a safer, uh, it's a safer bet. Sequels, reboots, whatever. But like lots of franchises are coming back. Um, so I've written down, I think I've got 13. Um, so Whoa, we've got, we can oof. do a couple of minutes on each one. Um, starting with Mortal Kombat 11, which is my favourite thing in the world. I cannot wait for this. It's going to be so good. It looks phenomenal. This is coming in April. So yeah, I mean, we can potentially do a whole pod on Mortal Kombat at some point in the future. But for me, it's just, I think they've gone like they've gone full itchy and scratchy with the fatalities, which is the thing that I love. Watching the footage, I was just giddy. I was just a small child giddy at things being cut in half. They were they they did uh, amazing work with the uh, previous Mortal Kombat 10, mm-hmm. uh, like getting the groundwork in, making the mechanics feel sort of more fluid. And they actually got to tweak it by basically going away and working on Injustice. And a lot of people say, yeah. you know, like it's a very different game, but the mechanics uh, were quite similar. To yeah, it. yeah, the, the combo flow and stuff very similar. So they honed and uh, so another round of studios has managed to hone down what people want from mm. the game, which has now allowed them to go over the top with the story and the fatalities and the character development. Yes. What we're seeing here is something that I've wanted from Mortal Kombat for a long time which is there's more personality within each of the characters even mm. somebody who uh, there's a few of the sort of copy paste and sort of um, what's the name of the guy with the swords who come out of his arm Baraka Baraka yeah I know so, everything about Mortal Kombat he's, he's, Ask a, me anything. he's a very one dimensional character how dare you but he's a Tarkat Cotton warrior but, but yeah go on yep I immediately got uh, from Mortal Kombat 11 that he was a much more focused character and I actually felt like, oh, he actually has some depth rather than just being like, <laughs> I'm going to eat you now. That's kind of what I want from him, though. He's a big yeah. angry man with big fangs. And yeah, like you said, blades coming out of his arms. Mm. I, I mean, I'm fine with him just dicing stuff <laughs> into bits. Um, but yeah, it seems like they're bringing across like the superhero kind of influence that they had, like the stuff that they've worked through in Injustice. Mm. Um, Rachel, what do you think of the Mortal Kombat? Well, actually, I was going to say, maybe if that's the direction they're going in, maybe this is the one that I finally get into. Good. Because for me, for me, every morning, 
Mortal Kombat is just kind of the same. I love, like, oh, I, I didn't know, play I the know. kart racing one, did you? I don't play a lot of, what? Yeah, Mortal Kombat Armageddon came with a kart racing minigame, which you clearly missed. I oh, d- uh, clearly. There's a, there's a chess <laughs> minigame in one of them. There's, there's a lot of stuff in there. Um, for me, just fighting games in general, like, with mm. the exception of Smash, of course, brilliant. <laughs> uh, they're all kind of, they play the same. Um, but, like, I mean, having that kind of extra depth to it, I do enjoy watching the fatalities on, like, I'll yeah. look up yeah. my Wii YouTube playlist of, like, all the worst ones slash best ones, I suppose. Yep, Depends yep, yep. how you look at it. And, um, yeah, this could be the one that I finally get into. I have got it ordered. It's arriving next nice. month. Nice. So we'll see what it's like. Are you doing the fancy 100-whatever-pound edition with Oh, the God, mask? no. Are you kidding me? I'm, t- <laughs> I'm taking a risk here. I'm, not gonna- <laughs> I'm, I'm debating getting that stupidly overpriced one just because you can wear Scorpion's mask. Well, I, well, it comes with it. It comes yeah, with the mask. a full-size oh, one. But we were, we were duped with that, with Halo 3's full-size mask. And then it oh, was just yeah. it was for a cat. So, like, I mean, I'm game <laughs> for a Scorpion mask for a dog, but I want the one that I can wear on cam and never address it. Just Fair wear enough. it as I do the lists. So we'll see. Cool. Uh, the next thing I've got down is Rage 2, which is coming in May, which I kind of forgot about. But Rage 2? Oh, really? Well, just, I just, in terms of this release slate, like there's a lot of stuff for 2019. Um, I'm and, really excited for this. Oh man, I'm psyched. Like, like yeah, I forgot that it was, because it's in software, um, kind of paired with Avalanche Studios. It seems like it's a bit of both, like the, you got the driving from Mad Max and the gunplay from Doom, open world Doom. Well, we have it's to good. remember that uh, Rage 1, it kind of like, slipped under the radar for many because it was hyped as being this like new sort of like post-apocalyptic world shooting mm. game with this uh, a really intense focus on combat mm-hmm. and a lot of people when they got there were like the shooting is fantastic the world design is great but I feel like there's a massive detachment between the player and the investment of the storyline mm. like why should I care whereas this one has leaned into the full sort of hey guys there's no borderlands around at the moment <laughs> let's just go a bit silly not and until I'm, March 28th but I'm, but I'm way into this because yeah. it just looks colourful, more sort of a, a mixture between what Rage wanted to be and maybe a game like Bulletstorm. And mm. I think that, yeah. that arcade rush is exactly what the audience, the gaming public needs right now, is something a bit more sort of like light-hearted and yeah. shooter-friendly because uh, Anthem and uh, Destiny, they what's are a that, bit, they're, 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 they're a bit po-faced, really. <laughs> a bit, this yeah. is a bit more silly, I guess. Yeah, I think we need it to be just a bit simpler and, mm. like you say, a bit sillier. I, I mean, I the think... whole thing was like Andrew WK was the lead song yeah. and they got him yeah. to perform. And it's like, now, yeah. see, I have to admit, when I, first, I love Andrew WK. But when I, I love Andrew WK, but when I um, uh, first saw that trailer, I was actually turned off of it because I thought, oh, this is trying too hard yeah. to be Edgy. But yeah. after seeing some of the new developments they put out, uh, they had a new trailer drop recently that showed that you can get a singularity gun where you fire a mini black hole and it sucks people up into the air yep. and you can then fire harpoons into them. <laughs> and I was like, okay, this game just gets me. This yeah. is what yeah. I want right now. I think they know exactly what they're doing and I think, like, yeah, one of the big problems with the first one was just that it wasn't that memorable. It was, like, post-apocalyptic shit yeah. number 5003. Whereas this one seems to be, like, you know, open-world doom, even as a three-word cell, is, yeah. like, pretty bang on. So there is that. And um, the next thing I've got down is my beloved Shovel Knight, which Aww. is finally getting its final expansion. This will be when I finally pick it up yeah, you're, you're five years later it yeah, but it doesn't matter because no. I now have I've told you guys many times before that I am the type of person that waits until all the DLC comes out and then I pick up the mm-hmm. game and I work through everything I've done it with the Spider-Man thing I've waited for that to come out I've done it with Resident Evil 7 with all the gold stuff mm. and now I'll be able to do it with Shovel Knight and I will be consumed fingers crossed for <laughs> weeks and weeks and weeks so this thing initially because um, the whole thing with Shovel Knight was released in 2014 it was kickstarted and all that kind of jazz mm-hmm. and then they made so much money 
from the game that they then fed it back into the game to make additional character campaigns yeah. oh, that's um, so and great. additional modes and like oh your club are the best um, but the last one from that because they did um, Spectre Night and they did uh, Plague Night different ways to play basically different hmm. crafting things and whatever there's one final character called King Knight and he was meant to come out in April it's been delayed so much then it was going to be April and then they took to Twitter and they were like really sorry we're going to delay it one more time until June um, but there's also a Super Smash Brothers mode coming to it where yeah. you play as every character that's been in it um, and it's like yeah Super Smash Brothers but they had to then take all the dev time to balance all that stuff out um, but apparently the King Knight campaign is this massive thing with a card mini game and it's like it might as well be a sequel it's yeah. just that they're plugging it into the game like, but this Aww. is the thing most, but it's all free as well most other companies would basically just go right we're going to charge that as a standalone yeah. DLC yeah, yeah. or basically make it as a uh, separate game mm-hmm. that is counted as the Shovel Knight 2.5 or, yeah. or 1.5 in this case mm-hmm. so I'm so happy to see that they are not only providing for free but the wealth of content and variety mm-hmm. in it yeah. seems insane it's, oh, it's kind of ridiculous definitely I'm, I'll probably have to buy it now as well <laughs> I've never I've still never bought it either so oh guys of all the times <laughs> I've mentioned to it. be honest Scott the amount of love that you have for this game it covers at least four or five Shovel Knight and like, Shield Knight were on my wedding invitation so I'm a huge I you, fan. For a split second, I thought that you invited. Yeah, the way that you phrased that was. If, they would, if and, I could have done, I, I felt like I'd have to break. It's like they're not real. <laughs> they are to me. They're oh, he's got friends. a tear in his eye. He's got yeah. a tear in his eye. That's the, they're a beautiful thing. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, Shovel Knight's final thing is finally coming out, uh, hopefully around about June. And that, like, I said, like I said, it's five years later, but this version will have everything included. Fantastic. In Smash Brothers that that is incredible that it's free. I mean, just mm. quickly compare it to something like The Binding of Isaac, who mm. charged for both their expansions. Yeah. It's just yeah. like, wow, look at this. I want to say <laughs> at this point, because we're sitting in a room without a screen right in front of me, that maybe it's not free. But I'm pretty sure well, it is. I'm pretty sure everything is, is plugged in free. If it's not, I apologize to everybody involved. I'll but I'm pretty sure yeah. that it's worthwhile anyway. Uh, the next thing I've got up, which is a quick thing to discover, is uh, Super Meat Boy Forever that comes out in April. Um, but that's kind of like the revamped graphical overhaul version with a whole bunch of levels. Right, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Did Go it, on. Did it need a graphical revamp? Well, well, I think it is. It is. It leans more towards a sequel, but I think the old oh, some of the old levels are getting okay, revamped okay. too. But yeah. yeah, I mean, this is good. I think this can't be a mm. bad thing. No, no. I mean, like Super Meat Boy kind of set the precedent for like you know pixel platformers in the modern age. Yeah. I would say like yeah. the balance of difficulty with the accessibility, the control scheme, all that kind of stuff. But then you'll get people who have like obviously every well most people I'm assuming have heard of Super Meat Boy yeah, yeah, and yeah. how like ridiculously difficult it is. Mm-hmm. So you'll get people who are like into this kind of modern difficulty kind of fad at the minute <laughs> and be able to try like the original levels, mm-hmm. except you know with the good yeah. graphics they've, after they've get good, get got good. good. Have you guys uh, watched uh, Indie Game the movie? Yes, which it's is like the sort of it is a fantastic documentary. Oh, and, and honestly, I fell in love with the game before I ever played it. Mm-hmm. I played the game, oh. and I'm not going to lie, I have not completed it because it is way beyond my skill. So hard, but, but I, I love it. But I hate it as right. well. Like it's that it falls into that uh, category of mm-hmm. being so challenging to the point of like controller breaking <laughs> the thing that I loved was like um, they have that which more games more games should do that thing at the end of a level where it shows you all your replays at once because mm. in Meat Boy you'll have failed like 50 times or whatever and then all your like 50 little meat, meat cubes just try and go across the level in one go yeah. and it's like look how much you messed up but it's kind of fun yeah. <laughs> like no other game until um, what was that thing called getting over it with Bennett Foddy oh. yeah. um, that was the only other game that I thought made failure hilarious I've just got so, saying, t- like, so much PTSD from this conversation <laughs> right now it's just like games that sort of know that like trying over 
and over again is like a staple part of gaming and then yeah. making that like a humorous, charming thing. Uh, Meat Boy is absolutely beautiful. Next thing down uh, is for June, which is Crash Team Racing. The, hey! um, I, I wonder if we're excited for this. I'm, <laughs> the thing is, I'm cautiously, I don't I don't know. I want to be. I'll tell you what, I'll be, you live through <clears> me <throat> and my optimism okay. because I'm just going to say that it's going to be fantastic because as we all remember, the Crash Insane trilogy when that came out was the best rated Tripping game. Disappointing was, was, yeah. what was it was it Scott? Was it was it the What Cultures Game of the Year? 12? Well, it was someone who worked out What Cultures uh, Game it, of the Year. Yeah, but it definitely uh, was. Where, where was it on the ranking? Oh, democracy is it? Yeah, where, it was really where was fair. it? Where was it, it, was it on the well. ranking? Yeah. yeah, pretty sure it was the top number one. Wasn't it? <sighs> that was yeah. a bad time to bring back, but not to worry. Uh, the whole thing with the Crash Team Racing thing is that they're it's called Nitro Fueled or whatever, and they're sort of bringing like I, I feel like because they've called it the Nitro Fueled and they're bringing in the uh, the characters and some of the courses from the Nitro games. Yeah, which I don't think anyone. I don't know. I, I feel like a whole I've, separate generation played the Nitro stuff. Yeah, I personally didn't necessarily need them to do that. I no. would have just 100% bought into a full just remaster of the original game, which I think a lot of people were assuming. But mm-hmm. this additional thing means that there might have needed to be tweaks to the gameplay That's in order to thing. make it work around those that tracks. That does yeah. imply that it would be a whole new game, yeah. Which is going to make me sick. But it's so great, though, because it means that if it's fantastic, it means I can include it on this year's Game of the Year because it will technically <sighs> be a brand new game then. You make a very good point. That might save the whole thing. But it didn't work for Spyro, did it? No, it didn't, it didn't at all. Spyro was a visual overhaul. It's not a new game. By the way, in case you're just wondering what the hell we're on about here, there is a running joke in the office where we will always try and get a remaster onto the best games of the year just to annoy Scott because he has a real, real it's not just fascination. Me. I, no, I no. tweeted it, out, everyone agreed with me. We did a video on it, we did a podcast on it. There's, there's, there's an army of people. And I will not stop. I will not <laughs> Resi 2 this year, eh? Yep. Resi, well, Resi 2 is like, like a new game, so that's, that's fine. That's yeah, fine. It's not yeah. a reskin, so that's fine. Yep. We've established the parameters and it's fine. What, my dream is to make an entire list of the best games of whatever year out of games that came out 20 years ago. <laughs> I think it depends how much is done to them. But yeah, the whole thing with Crash, um, for me, that original PS1 one, the physics, the momentum, the speed and everything is so perfect yeah. that like if they tweak that at all, one, I'll know because I've played like 500 hours of it, and two, it's going to... I just I just want to play the PS1 one online. That's all it needs to be. If it makes you feel any better, I stumbled across after doing some research a 4K version of the original game that I can just send to you to download and you can just play the original on your big TV and it'll look fantastic. I've only got a Mac though. Macs can't play things. Ooh. Yeah. You're moving swiftly, aren't you? are the editor of a gaming channel. We're not covering Mac games or PC gaming. What am I, Rich Hudson? Satisfactory. (laughs) Yeah, let me know how many people care about that. To be fair though, Rich can't even get satisfactory to work on his PC at the moment. The great name for a game that yeah. won't work. Um, the next thing I've got down is in July we have Fire Emblem Three Houses which um, is worth mentioning because it's very much like the Valkyrie Chronicles games. I'm super for keen for this because uh, I'm getting slowly back into the Fire Emblem games. Mm. I mean the amount of bloody characters they keep putting in Smash for it. It's <laughs> getting like a bit, six dudes it's, in Ultimate. It's, it's, get, it, yeah. it's getting a little bit sickening so I have gone back mm-hmm. through and I'm starting to pick up a few on the old Game Boy Advance emulators mm-hmm. that I've got just to really live in a stack. Because I really place. like, I always forget the names of them. It's like Conquest and, did you play the ones on 3DS? There's like, I haven't, no. There's two of them and then they released another one which was the end of that story so you, you play it, you can pick one of the two. It's like Pokemon Red and Blue. Yeah. You pick one of the two. I think it's like Conquest and something and then the final chapter was called Awakening but yeah. that carried forward all your story stuff. But yeah, if you haven't played the Fire Emblem emblem games they're top down strategy type stuff um, but with um, Three Houses it kind of looks like it's playing like uh, Valkyrie Chronicles yeah which, which is I'm very interested in mm. because obviously as I've mentioned before Valkyrie Chronicles is is one of only a couple my, of times there, I, I, Valkyrie Chronicles 4 is just fantastic oh they're great and I'm so glad that I've 
poured money into that game <laughs> and all of its weird with its bikini DLC. DLC listen man it I'm was just, a, I got it I got it for the for the beach mission the I'm beach sure mission was fantastic I read it for the articles whatever yeah, sure and um, so if they're going to bring in that sort of like take control of a single character for X amount of time do as many actions as you can and then it moves on to the next one mm. like a sort of strategy chess style thing I am keen for I'm that. game I'd still totally recommend um, like the Valkyrie Chronicles remastered and Val- Valkyrie Chronicles 4 like yes. the two most solid ones so far what do you guys think of, in that in terms of that being the future of that genre because it's like it's a huge departure yeah like, it, you could not say like if I came up to you and I said like, I've got this great idea for a turn based squad like RPG stylish thing you go fantastic okay I'm going to make 18 of those games fantastic that's your <laughs> thing then I'm now going to change that format <laughs> why? I mean look what they did with Final Fantasy 15 a lot of mm. people really liked that a lot of people really didn't like that so mm-hmm. I think with Fire Emblem it might go the same way yeah. either people will think oh it's a breath of fresh air fantastic make the rest mm-hmm. like uh. this or they'll be like nah go on back son yeah, yeah I think <laughs> leave, leave it done. I think they might do um, the top-down ones, keep them on handheld, and do like because this is the first. Oh, one that's on the Switch. true. They did. They did say uh, when the Switch was still sort of new that mm. they would still support the 3DS. But then mm, yeah. look, I mean, with Pokemon coming to the Switch, I don't know. I think they've maybe yeah. gone back on that. Maybe. 2019 might be the year that they finally pivot. That's away from just it. Like, my yeah. Sort of, I'm, I'm yeah. Sure, because we haven't got that much details on the gameplay for this new Fire Emblem game yet, apart from the sort there's of some like, footage, there's, yeah. there's some footage, but it's not to necessarily say that all of the combat and all of the strategy decision oh, yeah. making will be made in that mm. so it might be that obviously if you're playing it on the switch the handheld thing will have all of your unit tactics and you'll play you can play it as that but you can jump in to take control of a character maybe, maybe. I like, like I said I like the I like the way that Valkyrie Chronicles feels because you don't really get it until you get hands on with it because it is yeah. still the essence of the, the turn based top down stuff yeah. zooming into a unit and doing whatever um, but more like real time control I just think it's interesting to do did it. you ever play a game called Eternal Sonata new it's I've a fantastic it. game it, you actually <laughs> okay it's another bizarre thing because you know Valkyrie Chronicles is like World War Two if it was told through an anime. Mm. Mm. This is Frederick Chopin is on his deathbed. Oh, I know what this game is. And you Sorry, are yeah. playing through his fever dreams. That is literally the the, the game's <laughs> it's plot. Like proto psychonauts. But they have this sort of thing where you move for a certain amount of time and you can do damage in an RPG fascination mm. and stuff like that. So it hopefully if it plays anything similar to that, then it will be a fantastic. Did game. you guys play Alter Echo on PS2? I did actually. Yeah. That was a great. I was game. just thinking of random games where you pause time and then allocate commands and hit a button and your dude does everything at once. Uh-huh. Like they had that in, in um, Transistor as well. My yeah. brain keeps going to Divinity. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And he's like one of the best RPGs. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. 
Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Before we go any further, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Masterclass. With the amount of time we spend discussing and analyzing video games on this channel, it's always good to understand exactly how these experiences are put together. And fortunately for me, I can do just that with Masterclass. With Masterclass's streaming service, you can learn from the best to become your best, studying and growing with over 200 plus of the world's leading instructors. For me, I've been having a blast using a class on video game design by The Sims creator Will Wright to find out exactly how game mechanics are designed around player psychology as well as learning how important playtesting is to shipping the titles that you and I both love. But it hasn't stopped there, as I've also been brushing up on my practical filmmaking skills directly from my favourite movie director Martin Scorsese, as well as trying to get back in the cooking game with Roy Choi's amazing course on intuitive cooking. Seriously, my kitchen is a mess, but my belly has never been more grateful. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to courses on your phone, computer, smart TV, or even via audio-only modes. Even better, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and 88% of members feel that the service has made a positive impact on their lives. And to put the cherry on top of that cake, right now, What Culture Gaming listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com forward slash gaming. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash gaming. What's that? You want it one more time? Well, that's the URL masterclass.com forward slash gaming. Right, now I'm going to watch Tony Hawk try to teach me how to ollie properly. I'll see you all soon. Um, so the next batch of titles, there's like eight of them or whatever, are all just to be available in terms of their sure. specific dates. But these, this is where things get really, really, really interesting and spicy and sexy because Animal Crossing is listed as a 2019 e, I don't know if we're getting that this year, so? my dude, because, wow. Okay, I feel like they teased it because they saying. felt like they had to tease mm -hmm. it. Mm. They have got a logo. nothing. They have nothing for this game, let's be honest. <laughs> let's, um, um, let's go, like, I don't know, theory side. How do you, how do you think they'll do one? Because, like, we've seen the new Pokemon that's coming to Switch, but it's very much, a it looks like a 3DS how, game. How would I like them to do yeah, a Switch like, Animal Crossing. Did they just do basically like, you know, just one. like like what they did with the 3DS, although not going down the road, of course, of the most recent one, which mm. was Home Designer, ah, that home had designer. nothing to. Oh, it was all the so, ah, that blooming Pocket Camp thing. I got so actually even the Pocket Camp is closer to Animal mm. Crossing than what Home Designer mm -hmm. was. I want them to uh, maybe combine the three, like New Leaf, Home Designer, and Pocket Camp, and make Ooh. a really really good, really big, immersive Animal Crossing. That would be really good. Mm -hmm. The, the one of the bigger problems I'd say with Animal Crossing is the fact that uh, to draw new people into the franchise it, at the moment I have never played an Animal Crossing game oh. but only because of the fact that I feel it's in a state now where I, I just don't feel a, a, it's an accessible thing am I right in thinking that like yeah, I feel like there's a lot they're accessible but there's, there's, there's quite a good handful of them and plus Nintendo's pricing has always been sky high because they're so yeah. popular like New uh, Leaf okay. has been like yeah. £40 since launch Probably well in, in, in that case then it's going to sell well uh, yeah, 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 yeah 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 well I think oh, go on. the thing is with Animal Crossing is though like it has no 
direction. Mm. You right, can okay. literally do whatever you want to do and it's so chilled out. It's probably, if you said to me, name me a really chilled out game, mm. I would have, of course, first went to Dark Souls and then I would have said Animal Crossing. <laughs> Definitely Animal Crossing. It's so chilled out. I think, um, yeah, I mean, they, they could do with taking advantage of, like, obviously the Switch's new hardware, make something bigger, like, increase the scope and scale. Online as well. Yeah, do Let online. me visit my friend's houses. I mean, they had that in the 3DS, but, mm-hmm. like, I mean, who used the 3DS online? Oh, well, but not too much. I want them to bring across, like you said, the pocket camp stuff. If they tie that to the game, so you're sort of, I don't know, taking I liked, I liked for a walk. the little fetch quests. I liked them. Okay, I liked having to go to the beach and get a shell because Bucky the bird wants a shell. I liked it. Anthem's in the house. But it's, <laughs> I like the idea of that stuff, but I thought that it was too repetitive after a while, but it's so charming. But put it into everything yes. that, that, that New Leaf and, and Home Designer has. There's so much they can do with that. Same with Pokemon Go, like tethering that to like Pokemon Let's Go and stuff like that. Like, you know, take creatures or characters or fetch yeah. quests on the go and then feed it back into your Switch thing when you get home. <laughs> do all that jazz. I think that'd be something cool. Um, next thing down is Shenmue 3, which does actually have a... a Vague window of August. Do you do you mean Shen? Go on. <laughs> yeah, there it is. I do believe that is what I mean. Yeah. Um, I don't really care, but I wow. have. Well, come on, man. Like the people who were born after whatever year. It was, I find um, myself caring more and more. Actually, the more know? people talk about it. The unfortunately, I the remaster that just came out of Shenmue wasn't uh, as great as people wanted it to be. Sadly, um, those ga- those games are very emblematic of the time that they released yeah. in, where, yeah, like, you know, yeah. the Dreamcast, or any of the developers were trying to get their head around what could be done in a 3D space mm-hmm. or an immersive open-world 3D space. And you look at all the things that you can interact with, like you can read the brochures, you can mm-hmm. look up a phone number and then dial it and then whatever. All that stuff is phenomenal for like 1997 or yeah. 1998. It still um, is now, like to the amount of detail. Like, it's, I, it's, it's, oh, yeah. It, but, it, but it's just, uh, I think that we're now in a different industry where it's a case of a lot of games offer a lot of content that is kind of incidental, as mm-hmm. you would describe it. Or but, incremental. But, but now it's just a case of like, is it an important enough game to justify the hype? Well, that, my thing is like, because I, I don't have a problem with that. I think that's that's a really good angle. That's why those games matter so much, because mm. it was one of the first times that a certain demographic or people like lived in a video game and you felt like you had real agency as Ryu. And it's like, I kind of wonder just what they can do and, uh, unless they just do more of the same, which True. the lack of facial animations and mm. the similar graphical style looks like. It's like, here's Shenmue 3 as it would have been if we did it in 2002 or 3 or whatever. I'm worried that the uh, the previous two games had a uh, quite a reliance on like QTEs and stuff like that mm. and I worry that like in this day and age QTEs aren't really the accepted norm like if they're yeah. gonna get I hope they give us more player agency in they were so good at like you say with the little things like being able to read and do the little look after uh, a cat uh, in a what, box what's the name of those machines where you like put the money in and you get a little gotcha. toy yeah. yeah like little stuff of like that is great but if they don't let me in a fight, fight how I would like to fight. You know that. that yeah, that. they did I show some of the combat too. Do you not feel like Shenmue Three is going to be like that? Is going to release for Shenmue fans? I don't know yes, if that's going to yeah. release for like people like ourselves. Who yeah, yeah. I think that, that's why it's so fascinating to pick it apart. Yeah. But I mean, that's the thing. Like, are there enough Shenmue fans? To, well, I mean, it's already been kickstarted into the ridiculous realms yeah. of budgetary uh, stratosphere. But so, is it? But is it a yeah. self-fulfilling prophecy of being like it's such the long wait? Is it going to ever be worth the oh, wait? Oh, I wonder if it's going to be a bit like Kingdom Hearts. Oh. Except not as good. Well, yeah. I mean, for me, I'm not making it, there's no conclusions. I just think it's worth picking apart. Like, yeah. it's so fascinating. Like, the, the legacy that game has and, like, what it meant to people back in the day versus, like, how do you iterate on it now? Like, yeah. how do you even scratch that same itch? Like, what's been yet, what's been yet to be done in an open-world setting that Shenmue 3 can try and do other than more interactive brochures because uh, there's not that many of them. More arcade games. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, more little sort of mini games and stuff. Like, it's kind yeah. of puzzling and I'm just really curious what it'll be the end of. to the story for people that's yeah. what it'll be at least there is that if they don't bring back the duck racing I'll be 
<laughs> HD 4K Duck Racing. Yeah. Just that'll be a siphoned off mini game, yeah. I think. It's like a separate purchase. Um, next thing down is Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, which is only coming to Switch. Really excited about this mm. until I realized that a lot of the content might be taken out of it. Am Ooh. I right? No, actually, no, because. So it was Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2 yes. was online and then it got taken offline because of a deal with... Uh, there was a whole rights shenanigan. That was yeah. more like just the, like the, yeah, the release state of the game. Now, this one that's coming out, has that got all of the characters that were taken out of it added back in? Or is it oh, coming God. in with like quite an anemic roster? Am I, am I... Uh, I don't know about the roster size, but this, this is like the next numbered installment. And it's like the way that it looks to play is more like Marvel Heroes. Like they're okay. focusing in almost entirely on the combat from the looks of it. Okay. Um, and it's less... I mean, it's called Mar uh, Ultimate Alliance 3, like the Black Order. All, which is like Thanos' crew. All I know is that the second game I had a really good laugh with mm. just because it was kind of like the Diablo-esque version yeah. of uh, Marvel and me and a mate played through it and it was fine. Like, See, I, I adored good. the first one and then thought the second one. I love the Civil War setting because mm -hmm. it's literally just the, the whole who are you going to side with, Stark or Cap? I love all that, but I thought that they took a, too many moves out in terms of the combat animations. Yeah, it was, it was simplified like, a lot. Yeah, more it? to the first one. But I'm sure it's Platinum Games who are making this um, or it's some well-known action studio who I forget the name of. But uh, at least on the gameplay side, it seems like this is pretty solid. Um, graphically it's all like cell shaded and stuff to, I guess to make it work on the Switch but like gameplay wise I think it looks really good mm -hmm. so I don't know I mean yeah I, like when it was first announced I, I've never played any of the previous ones Rage Man just, just for a change I know oh. god I'll tell you what I played Warcraft for 10 years okay give me a break <laughs> I'm catching up you've been a hell of a lot of Diablo I'm so catching up I, I, I have that, that's what I was going to say I have uh, played a butt ton of Diablo and I do really quite like a good bit of Captain America <laughs> so I might check it out mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'll tell you what you and I this is off topic Go on. Thing. You and I should check out the new Warhammer game that's coming out <gasps> called Chaosbane, which is meant to be Diablo, but in the Warhammer universe. Oof. I will play through that with you because <laughs> I refuse to play through World of Warcraft with you, even though you've signed up again. Oh. <laughs> I will play through Don't that. Don't tell Diablo. everyone. Fighting the addictions. Yeah. Don't tell everyone. So the next thing down is uh, The Surge 2, which would be quite a quick little thing to address, but yes. at least The Surge is going forward. Sci-Fi mm -hmm. Souls, because no one else is doing the whole Space Age Sci-Fi Souls I thing. was surprised that it didn't do as well as it uh, did when it initially came out. You mm. said after playing it that the combat was a bit sort of twitchy and a bit sort the of animations like, are very twitchy I, I yeah. hope that they fix that going forward with mm -hmm. the idea of it the ideas the are fantastic yep. the whole like knocking off a piece of an enemy to then use it as a mm -hmm. weapon is fantastic yeah like, I love that and I love that like they have a more overt story as well like you have your guy at the beginning who's like arrives in his wheelchair and he gets stapled into the suit that the exosuit that mm -hmm. then gets him to go explore the world but it's reminding me a little bit of like like almost like Alien or Ridley Scott style like yeah. sci-fi stuff where it's like this derelict you know like facility and you're trying to figure out what's going on um, I hope that yeah, for two, they sort of make the combat a bit more weighty. Yeah, it, it was, was super it, it was really unfair at times, like mm. kind of like BS, mm. really quite yes. like too difficult for the sake of being difficult. I forget the name of the boss that was like the the big with um, the, with the hydraulics. Yeah, yeah, the hydraulics, the yeah. big arms and stuff. Oh, you just, can just get off in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> it was like if in that case, it was like the worst parts of like learning, trying to learn lessons from souls and go. Oh well, it needs to be hard. It's like yeah, but not yeah. Yeah, cripplingly unfair. Yeah. So hopefully so, yeah. they uh, improve upon that for two. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, I'm looking forward to see what they what they put out. Uh, the next one down is Zelda Link's Awakening ah! Remake. Oh, of course that's going to be an instant ah! purchase. Yes. That, that is looking so good. I love that their little like their little toy box style art, yeah. like oh. art direction kind of thing. Everything I looks love like it. I just want a little jelly bean that I can just 
paint <laughs> and give it a little hat and that can be Link, a little uh, jelly bean. There were people complaining about this art stuff. Oh, oh there's always like three people just, complaining about everything. It's fine. It's like, it's not, it's not going to affect your thing. If you, if you are that in love with the original, play the goddamn original. Go play original. the game by pocket, yeah. Yeah, there's always been, there's always like a little contingent of Zelda fans over the years that want it to be as realistic as possible because when they played Ocarina, they were kids and they thought this was, oh my God, this is the yeah, big epic yeah. story. And then they want like Twilight Princess's graphic style, which is the most go-to Unreal Engine looking mm. thing ever. Whereas for me, like it, Zelda is a fairy tale and should be embellished as yeah. much as possible, whether that's Minish Cap, Wind Waker or Well, Link's for Awakening. me, there are so many different kinds of Zelda games. Totally. And this one, this is a style we haven't exactly seen. I mean, no. the closest would be Link Between Worlds, I would say. Mm -hmm. Sort of like that crossed with it's, Yeah, very Waker. similar, yeah. Like quite rounded character it's, models It's and stuff. so adorable. If, mm -hmm. if I was in charge of this game's development thing and the art style, I probably would have leaned more heavily into uh, the Saws the GameCube. Stop one. it! I, know, I really like the art style of that game. Okay. I think that that's from Minish Cap. Because, but I think it was just so beautiful and so crisp lines, like drawn. Unfortunately, if they, if, it would look a little dated nowadays, though. And that's the problem. Yeah. It, but it's like in my mind, that's what I remember uh, Link's Awakening looking like when I first played it. Mm -hmm. I mean, the stuff like that. I mean, like I said, like the Minish Cap, like that sort of like rounded, like hand drawn look. Mm. Like they, I wish they would do a Zelda that was like Okami, like sort of oh, like yeah. super inky, super like old school, like Japanese scroll. Like, that, like really embraced the, the sort mean, of eastern side of it. That would fit in so well to a mechanic of sort of like uh, Link could paint his sort yeah. of like like an escape or it's like oh paint the item that you need. And the to wolf was an Okami as a wolf in the yeah, Zelda. Just yeah. do just bring it all together. Oh. Um, next one down is Gears of War Five, which I love my Gears of War, mm -hmm. but I feel like Gears has kind of fallen off the face of the earth. The Lancer is your favorite weapon. In the the, the Lancer is I forget who said this first, but the Lancer is gaming's lightsaber. It's yeah, like, it's, it's the, so the iconic. Best, yeah, the so best iconic. fictional weapon that gaming's ever produced. I just, uh, I'm really excited. I just uh, played Gears 4 with a friend, and unfortunately, we didn't get to complete it mm. together. But I felt like that was a really good return to form in terms of gameplay, mm. but in terms of story, it was pretty, uh, not, yeah, not, not for me. It's, after, I, I, after 2 and 3, that yeah. was always going to be difficult yeah. to follow yeah. up on. So they had, they, I think they did the best they could. Yeah. I always love the stuff they did with the Locust Queen and all the, like, the fan theories that, like, I mean, I can get, there's, there's, some, there's some deep Gears lore that mm. the Locust Queen was actually like with Marcus's dad and that's why she's human she was actually someone who was with him then became Locus whatever but they tease that at the end of Gears 4 they have uh, Kat's grandma passed down a symbol which used to belong to the Locus Queen and now it seems like everything is like coming together for the seven of us who care yeah. so do you so think this that. might be the final installment maybe I guess it, I mean the thing is they announced like three Gears games like they were like <laughs> oh they're going to do like the main one and uh, the next Gears of War 5 they're going to do Gears Tactics and they're doing whatever like that like pop a, vinal thing and yeah. pops yeah. yeah I think that's Battle Royale that's a mobile game am, that I'm, surely yeah I'm nigh on <laughs> convinced that's Battle Royale um, but they're doing all that so I think for me I would have said yes because I think the Gears franchise just isn't what it used to be mm. but Microsoft seemed to be going forward with it so I guess there's that um, but yeah in terms of like gameplay for Gears 4 it was more of the same I guess and they could do with doing more on the story side mm -hmm. but how much they I don't even know I think if they tied it off with Gears 5 that would be fine yep. so I guess we'll see uh, the last one I've got down is Doom Eternal otherwise known as Doom 2 so ready for this it looks great oh, right oh, <laughs> Doom was like Doom's 2016 was the was 16 Yes, yep. it was. Yeah. It was the pleasant surprise for me mm -hmm. that I didn't expect to love. I just thought it would be a mm -hmm. generic sort of like, yeah, I'm gonna go shoot some demons. But mm -hmm. I loved it. <laughs> it's so good. Definitely gonna enjoy the sequel. Mm -hmm. I think it's like its sense of momentum is like no one else other than like it's it's such a like solid like arena shooter, which yeah. like we don't see anymore, like Unreal Tournament style, like on consoles. For me, it all revolves around the glory kill system right. of regenerating health yes. and ammo from doing the special like brutal 
or up yep. close combat because that encourages a gameplay mechanic that's really important in shooters that a lot of developers seem to miss, which is you want to be moving forward and you want to be com- like killing enemies mm. quickly and efficiently while Always empowering yes. yourself, like making yourself feel like you're unstoppable. Also, like encouraging you to experiment with different weapons and movement in combat. Mm. Like they had because it was like if you did a glory kill, you got health, and if you used the chainsaw, you got, got it. yeah, that was it. Yeah. So it's like yeah. So even if and you found yourself expended, you just did that. But what's interesting is that obviously Bethesda were behind that one, and they were behind the Wolfenstein games as well. And after playing mm. Doom 2016 and then playing the sequel to uh, the Wolfenstein games, the New Order, is that what it's called? Um, uh, I guess New Colossus. The, New well, Colossus, sorry. Yeah, that's Wolfenstein it. Wolfenstein 2 was, yeah. And um, after playing that, I didn't feel as empowered because I realized that Doom just had it right. Like the gunplay mm-hmm. in uh, the uh, Wolfenstein 2 was fantastic, but it just didn't feel as empowering. It's, yeah, kind of different kind of game. Doom sort of like wears it on its sleeve, I feel like. Yeah. It knows that it's ridiculous, whereas with Wolfenstein, they had the whole... They had a different sort of atmosphere to it. Yeah, I would say. I, but I felt like I was sold on the mindset uh, of yeah, Doom yeah. going into it from the trailers. And Doom as well, like, is just this. The score is like the heaviest thing ever. Like yeah. Mike Gordon's like big bass riffs are so just brilliant. BFG Division is still on my gym running soundtrack because Good. like when that comes in, I've got. <laughs> I, I just think to myself, I've got eight minutes of pure pleasure <laughs> as whatever running step I'm going to. I could be like, it's just like they just nailed it. Like the like it's almost it's like heavy metal the game. Like everything, all the self aware stupid over-the-top reasons that people love heavy metal music. Like, rip, oh, rip and tear, that's it. Rip and yeah, tear. rip and tear is like phenomenal. I forget the uh, the name of the, the giant spider in, in uh, Boss. Eyeball thing. Yeah, I can't remember what the name He bit. floats a bit. Oh, but, God. But, but, yeah, okay, when, yeah. when that rises up through into the central platform and you hear the music sting kick in, I was like, this is a quintessential <laughs> gaming moment. I felt so like, I am ready. Even if I yeah. die, I am oh, going God, maybe we this. should do like a Doomcast because there's oh. like, there's so many bits in that and the franchise is so important overall. But with a bit when you get the BFG and you just oh, fire for the yeah. first time and you wipe out a whole room in one go. And you're just like, <laughs> just oh, like, yeah. baby. <laughs> there's like, something to be said on like Doom's humble like not I was going to say humble beginnings mm. it started off pretty, pretty well like small garage yeah. band like it's literally changed so much and yet stayed the same yeah. Yeah, all yeah. this time because they had like a weird hiccup with Doom 3 and then it was like okay right. let's well, go no, back to the drawing board I, no, I was going to say that you actually have those three pivotal moments mm. you've got the first Doom that comes out and everyone's just blown away by it Doom 3 did actually like do wonders for the genre at the time because a lot of people really enjoyed how it was mixing up the survival horror yeah, aspects yeah, yeah. into it and then Doom 2016 came and just said arcade fun is where it's at lads like yeah. especially like in today's climate as well if, if they can just keep going then I would easily put Doom as like the franchise the first person shooter franchise that has reinvented the genre mm. as, uh, like more than any other one so like, yeah like kind of rekindled it like you've got like um, Rage 2 is like the only other arena shooter adjacent mm. you know combat model that's out there like maybe Titanfall I guess but yeah. it's like they're pretty few and far between um, so yes that's pretty much the slate for the rest of 2019 so you guys find us on social bleh, no <laughs> I need to think of an actual ending I will do an actual ending so yes, that's been all the games for the rest of 2019. You guys can find us on social media to let us know what you think. And if you want us to do a specific podcast on any of the games that we've mentioned. For now, though, this has been the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I've been your host, Scott Taylor, joined by Rachel Shackleton. Thanks for listening. And Jules Goo. Buy my t-shirts. Yeah, we'll catch you next time. <laughs> Bye. 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 Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. 
And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 